Hey everyone and welcome to another podcast from the Crusaders Youth. I'm Enkana, um, also known as Junior, and I'll be speaking on what I have on my mind to share with you all. The topic will be called the gospel. You know, I know we've all heard of it, but I'm, I'm going to speak about the gospel as I understand it. And I really hope that in the next couple of minutes, um, we can enjoy and take in as much as as possible um, and I hope you really um, share in my insights as well. I know that we are familiar with this term so we have ideas of what it is. My hope is really just to talk about it in a way that brings some encouragement and insight. So first off what is the gospel? 1 Corinthians 12 verse 1 to 4 says that now brothers and sisters I want to remind you of the gospel I preached to you which you received and on which you have taken your stand by this gospel you are saved for you have for if you hold firmly to the word I preached to you otherwise you have believed in vain for what I received I passed to you as of first importance that christ died for our sins according to the scriptures that he was buried and that he was raised on the third day according to the scriptures and what we see here is paul making an argument to the people in corinth about why they were saved just like he was he says to them in verse 14 that christ did not die did not rise from if christ did not rise from the dead then what we preach essentially is in vain and our faith is devoid of truth and is fruitless. Um, he indicated here that whatever we preach, we do in vain if we do not understand the Gospels. Um, it's part of the reason why I thought maybe to, to talk about it because I know um, this is the ground by which we call ourselves believers as people who trust God and people who want to serve Him. So I think like having a good understanding of this also helps guide how we practice our faith. Um, he also indicates that our faith will be devoid of truth, which just means that it will be built on a lot of personal experiences and encounters which might not add up to be truthful, even though they might appear to be real or true to us. Um, and this is something that happens a lot of the time. Um, people tell you to do certain things in order for God to to favor you, um, be favored with you. I, it's, I think that I, way of looking and thinking about things is very inconsistent with the way the scriptures present themselves. And I know that by the time we get to the end of this podcast, you would see why I think that way, because the scripture actually talks about that. Um, then, you know, Paul um, says that our faith will become fruitless. And uh, this particular point has uh, become a source of controversy, um, even in our in our Christian body, right? Um, people argue whether or not their works or fruits will make them make heaven. Um, here is what I understand about fruitfulness, uh, and and I'm speaking to to you as uh, someone who's trying to personally process um, the scriptures as as I've understood them, as I've grown reading the Word of God and trusting in the insights of God. I know that the fruits of the Spirit are evidence of the indwelling of the Holy Spirit in our hearts. Um, I also think that Christian character is essential um, as what we believe and what we profess. 
Um, Galatians 5, 22-23 talks about the fruits of the Spirit. And these fruits indicate that uh, we, we, we do not just have God dwelling in us, but also walking in us to do on will of His good pleasure. Um, these fruits are love, joy, peace, um, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, and temperance. We see that Paul also reads these fruits of the Spirit um, over the gifts of the Spirit in 1 Corinthians 13, verse 1 to 3. Paul highlights um, that we can have divine giftings and yet not have love in our hearts. And therefore, whatever we did amounted to nothing. Um, this is something to consider only because uh, I suspect that a large emphasis is you know, placed a lot on our works and not necessarily the state of our hearts as it pertains to what God is doing in it. Um, remember the conversation is about the gospel. So I wanted to take um, about, I wanted to talk about the implications of what the gospel means to me. Um, if God has saved me, um, like John in chapter 3 verse 16 says, you know, for God to love the world that he gave his only begotten son, or even First uh, John 3, 1, which says for us to see what great love the Father has lavished on us that we should be called children of God, then I feel like I have a personal obligation to respond to that love of God. Um, but at the same time, right, this, this part is difficult. It's difficult because I, like many, you know, still dwell, deal with the issue of sin and sin consciousness in my mind or our minds, right? I would say that what I found compelling about the Word of God is that it has assured me of my growth in God if I continue to trust and believe on Him that has saved me. Philippians 2, 12-13 tells us to walk out our faith with reverence, for it is God that makes us to will and do of His good pleasure. Right. So this point essentially is um, that... We we are expression we are expressing what it is that God has deposited in us, um, and so we are doing it with with faithfulness and reverence. Um, I also believe that you know we are basically walking out what has already been walked into us, right? Uh, and I I I I I do not want you to take my my perspective for it. Um, in Ephesians chapter one verse thirteen, um, Paul talks about how we receive the Holy Spirit in us when we first hear the gospel and how the Spirit was deposited in us as a seal until the day of God's return, like on the day of redemption when Christ comes to redeem the church. Um, therefore, we have what it takes to do what pleases God in our hearts. Um, I wanted to take a pause here for us to just reflect on that realization, that truthful thought that God has put in us everything that we need to please Him everything that we need to be in good standing with him. Um, the People will always say, um, you know, you need to do this so that you can please him. And But but what the scripture says to us is that he has deposited in us that spirit that we need to please him. You know, truthfully speaking, if we think about it on a logical perspective, you know, God is a spirit and they that worship him will worship him in spirit and in truth. So we are not worshiping him from a place of logic or intellectualism or even pragmatism or practicality. We are worshiping him in spirit. 
the only way to worship someone in spirit is that if it's if that person's spirit is deposited in you um and so you will always be able to through that person's spirit be able to worship that person um and i hope this analogy gives you a big idea about why paul calls it the grace of god i'll, I'll get to that point later but i i just wanted us to know that the physical things we are doing are how do i put this they are a reflection of the the state of our heart but they are not informing our inter or our, our our relationship with god they are byproducts of what has already been deposited in our hearts and um, that's a very important point for us to to pay attention to because that understanding helps even drive how we go about doing and looking at things um so how about you know my sins you know that make uh make me fall out of favor with god um should i not be conscious of it um you know this is a huge issue and um it really cripples a lot of people from wanting to serve god because you know we look at ourselves and say you know i don't feel like i'm in right standing with god so why should i serve god or um how am i able to you know you know even do anything for god right um, what the scripture does um, instruct us to be conscious of is uh, God's saving grace and the work of, of Christ. 1 John 2.1 tells us not to sin. Um, and I, I think this is one of the really powerful scriptures that um, blessed my heart. I, I want to take the time to actually read this for you because um, I was also in that state of mind struggling with, okay, how am I supposed to please God? Um I don't even know if I'm able to. But here is um John in first John two one talking about um about sin. He said, My little children, which you and I definitely are, um, I write to you these things so that you may not violate God's law and sin. But if any of you should sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. Um and he is the propitiation of our sins, and not just ours alone, um, but the sins of the whole world. Um, and 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 you know that really struck me as okay. So God has made a way for me to overcome sin, um, the victory I have over sin, which is my faith. And uh, so so therefore, um, if if this is the case. Um, it it then tells me like okay I can I can um I can desire to want to do the will of God since He has already deposited His Spirit in my heart, and Philippians three twelve uh, tells me, um it, it, as pertaining to the issue of you know perfection um it tells me that you know I I probably haven't attained the goal of God's high calling, um or already have become perfect, but I keep pursuing it hoping someday to embrace it. As I have embraced, I have been embraced with the, by the Messiah. And uh, the first thing that I jumps out to me is that you, the the Messiah first embraces you, and then perfection comes as a result of his embrace. So Philippians um, two then tells you to work out, you know, what is worked in. Essentially, um, Philippians two twelve to thirteen then tells you to work out what has been worked in. So the, the, the Messiah embraces you, the Spirit of God is deposited in you as by Ephesians chapter 1 verse 14 
Um, and then in trusting God and working with God, um, that is worked out of you, right? So what I conclude is um, basically to emulate God is to keep striving to love him as he has loved you. Um, we must remember that we are not ending his love, but we are learning how his love has brought change in us, even as we try to live out that love of God. First John 4.10 states that not that we love God, but that he loved us and that he sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sin. Um, this really shows you the very character of God. Um, even when you trace it from the Old Testament up until the New Testament, what you see, whether it's when um, God initiates a redemption plan, um, he reaches out to Abraham. The Bible refers to Abraham as an idol worshiper. And then you see that he instructs to Abraham to, to keep you know, his lineage. Um, but that lineage of Abraham begins to expand um, over the course of time. Uh, and after the work of Christ in the gospel, we see that that lineage of, of Abraham then extends to all those who believe in um, in Jesus. Um, and it says that we, are, we will be grafted into Abraham's lineage by the basis of that belief. Um, but even before God starts the work in Abraham, God really starts the work in Genesis chapter 3 verse 15b, where after the fall of Adam and Eve, we see that there is a prophecy given forth by God that the, the offspring of the woman, which is Christ, the seed of the woman will bruise the head of the serpent and the serpent will clip its heel. And and this prophecy is indicating that, that the devil, the serpent, if you go to the book of Revelation chapter 12, we see that ancient serpent reference. Uh, and and in, that, in that context, he's referred to as the devil. Um, so that's how we know that the serpent in Genesis chapter 3 is the devil. What we see is that in, in the analogy of that prophecy of, of Genesis chapter 3 verse 15b, um, God, God allows the devil to crucify the Lord of glory. Like, you know, Paul said in, God, in, in, in the epistles, that the princes of this world had known they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. Um, because in doing that, they essentially um, lost the power and hold they had over the people. And those people now became God's people. So in, in the process of, 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 the, of, of, of the devil putting Christ on the cross, he bruised the devil's head. Um, and, and the fulfillment of that is me and you, you know, brothers and sisters. And so like when, when I think about, you know, this, this, this atoning love of God, I realize that this is something that God set forth himself and I am a recipient of it. And, and as a result of me being a recipient of it, I, my response is, is, is obedience, um, worship, uh, like was spoken about last week by Doi and Hannah, um, responses, obedience, worship, and reverence. Um, if, if we even check out like what the Bible states, um, in Ephesians chapter two, um, verse one to 10, I, I'm just trying to highlight the nature of God's character. Um, because I think if we understand that it then informs how we think about even how, how we respond to that understanding, right? It says, um, the Bible says, 
As for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins in which you lived. You used to live when you followed the ways of the world and the rulers of the kingdom of the air. The spirit which now works in those who are disobedient. All of us also lived amongst them at one time, gratifying the cravings of our flesh and following its desires and thoughts. Like the rest, we were by nature deserving of wrath. Verse 4. But because of God's great love, God, who is so rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ, even when we were dead in our transgressions. Um, it was by His gra by grace you have been saved. And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with Him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus, in order that in the coming ages He might show the incomparable riches of His grace, expressed in His kindness to us, in Christ Jesus for it is by grace you have been saved through faith it is not from yourselves it is the gift of God not by works so that no one can boast um, for we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works which God prepared in advance for us to do I mean he prepared in advance from the beginning of the scriptures and the commission in, in, in the Gospels is, is the work itself. Um, John 3.16, God so loved this world that he gave Christ. Um, I, I think that just understanding the nature of the Gospel and how it works and the fact that it is a gift um, then compels you to want to respond to it in whatever way um, that you can. Um, for me personally, I, I recently like you know, studied a Bible study. It's called RJC. Um, and, and we basically study the Bible in the light of Christ. Um, we do like meetings over Zoom and we've been meeting like since November of last year and we've been studying the book of Revelations. We are at chapter, we, we just did chapter 19 on Sunday. Um, and, you know, we have discovered that there is so much richness in, in, in even just the book of Revelations itself. Um, but the only way to really... Um, experience that richness is if you approach um it in its context relevant context um just a, a shout out to the uh instagram page we have um rjc uh, underscore revelation underscore of underscore jesus so rjc revelation of jesus and, and on there there is a link that leads to uh, the youtube page where our videos from our meetings uh well short summaries of the meetings are put up there um, so you can you can you can go on there and check from ch chapters one up until chapters um, nineteen of the book of Revelations. What was you know the symbolisms in each chapter? What those symbolisms mean, and uh, how they tie back to our own Christian lives as followers of Jesus Christ. Um, I I personally don't see any limita limitations to what I can do uh, in service to God, and I also believe that. He, there shouldn't be any limitations for what you could possibly do um, in service to God. I, I, I find myself doing these things because of God's kindness towards me. Um, it's not an attempt to bribe God, um, but a function of gratitude to him for his mercy um, towards me. So I, I just wanted to share this encouragement uh, to you uh, so you, you, you can know why you are saved and why you are able to serve God and why why you should be more eager to serve him. Um, I, 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 I do not want you to compare yourself to any generation before you 
um, I do not want you to compare yourself to any of the people who you go to church with. I just want you to find what loving God looks like for you, responding to the gospel, responding to God's gift to your life, what that looks like for you. And I want you to lean into that um, and do that with fervor and dedication um, because I, I truly personally believe that anyone who does understand what God has done for them um, uh, is 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 going to respond with with a certain level of of dedication um, and just an expression of love. Um, and with this, I I, I want to thank you for giving me this opportunity. Shout out to um, everyone who who gave me um, the opportunity to come on here and share something with you all. I'm I'm definitely appreciative um, and hopefully looking forward to listen to the next episode of um, of the Crusader podcast. Thank you all and God bless.